0: I'm Celeste Survey. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a ballerina. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Kelsey Kitchener. And
1: when I was little, I wanted to be a marine biologist. <laughs> that did not
0: happen. <laughs> but now we are founders and entrepreneurs. <laughs>
2: Hi, I'm Ben Hanani. Welcome to How Do You Do, a podcast featuring creative guests sharing the nuances of their process. Just a quick reminder to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts is the most helpful thing you can do for the podcast. Before we get into today's conversation, I wanted to give you a heads up about a live event that we're doing on clubhouse this tuesday may 4th at 6 p.m pacific time the event is going to be a panel discussion and q a called launching a business during the pandemic and it'll be featuring former podcast guest jordan Benachea of ice pop as well as a couple new friends sasha pascal of racket club la and nicole peltier of nico small market these are all friends of mine who have launched businesses during the pandemic and i thought it would be a fun opportunity for them to all get together and hear about their perspective, hear about their experience. So I'm going to include the link in the show notes to that live event that we're doing this Tuesday, May 4th at 6pm Pacific. Hope you can join us. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. My guests today are Kelsey Kitchener and Celeste Dervais. Kelsey and Celeste own Viper, LA's premier hospitality agency that specializes in guest experience on behalf of brands. You can find their team running the doors of celebrity birthdays, award shows, sporting events, and more. Kelsey and Celeste lead an all-female team of 50 Viper girls and created their business self-funded. They also recently launched their own podcast called Smart is Sexy, available anywhere you find podcasts. Without further ado, welcome to the pod, Kelsey and Celeste.
0: Thanks for having us. I know, we're so excited.
2: Of course. I am really grateful to have you both. For those who have not checked out Smart is Sexy, make sure to check it out right after this episode because it is a fun (laughs) listen. Thank you. And I want to start at the very beginning of the Viper journey. I want to hear about the less than stellar parts of nightlife and live (laughs) events that ultimately inspired you to set out on this mission that you're both on now.
0: Well, well, there were so many. <laughs> I was going to say, you're in luck because uh, there's a lot of those. Well, Kelsey and I met uh, interning. I was fresh out of high school. Kelsey's actually from Reno, and she moved to LA uh, to go to FIDM. And we were interning for Bolthouse Productions, super young. We both held a bunch of jobs down um, to make bills. And then we were interning, you know, for the career side of things. And we were kind of pushed around in the event industry um, just as like bottom level interns. Anything from go get lunch to take my dog to the vet. That was a weird one um, <laughs> to, you know, handle this event, uh, handle the check-in process of this event. And so what was happening was that we would do these long days, 12-hour days, 17-hour days. And then at the end of the night, they would be like, oh, the event's going to start now that we've been in production all day. Go manage the front door, like the check-in process. And this happened a lot, like over and over and over again, to the point where we were like, why is there not a service for this? Like, why is nobody doing this? We're interns. We don't get paid. If we got paid, it was barely anything. Um, so one night at the end of in the end of 2015, we were at an event, we bumped into each other and we were like both running the door as interns and it, that is where we came up with the idea.
2: <laughs> I mean, what I am curious about is like when I think of my entry point into bars or nightclubs or live events, it's usually it's usually like the most stressful part is getting through. It's usually very chaotic and usually I tend to have to like have to get past like a 300 pound goon who's ready to throw down (laughs) Um, uh, so that that's that's like the first entry point into what's supposed to be a really fun night and so what I what I like about Viper is it's very different from that it actually sets you up for a pleasant experience I mean what I'm curious about is it seems like when you're disrupting an industry like that, you're going to face pushback. So what was the kind of early pushback you faced? What did those early events look like and some of the the challenges you had to navigate?
1: Um, well, yeah. The, being One, being a female in a very much a male-dominated industry was difficult, but also we faced a lot of challenges with um, how young we were. Mm-hmm. It was really difficult to, when we were sitting down with these you know men who've been in the industry a really long time and they own whether it be a an event production company or a nightclub sitting down in meetings like that when you're still so young and like really new and fresh in the industry it that was a a, one of I think one of our largest struggles was you know positioning ourselves in a way that we were taken seriously in a professional setting and not just two young girls you know just ch- charging you to run your front door and actually like mm-hmm. building a brand and being taken seriously in that, that professional well and setting.
0: we would get asked the most ridiculous questions yeah. by people i mean just crazy things that they would say to us like well i mean do you know how to open a champagne bottle and just like they would ask us the bare minimum of you know like the bare minimum of a service and they were just they would question us and like antagonize us to see if we were worthy and i didn't see that happening to the men that were trying to come into the industry and then they would also nickel yeah. and dime us all day long
2: <laughs> so knowing that how do you how do you address that in a way where you're not you're not turning off potential business but you're also asserting your value and being very firm about it
0: that was challenging Uh,
1: I would definitely say that it was a lot of trial and error Mm because there were things that would work with some people that we could position ourselves in a certain way and out of respect just for humankind, they would be they would be respectful. But there was a lot of men who weren't that way. And it was definitely just like, okay, well, we take the L on that one and we keep it pushing and we learn from that meeting or the mistake we may have made or even the mistakes that they made and maybe tried to the next time around redirect the conversation. If we saw it going in a certain way, w- we yeah. really did the best we could with being so young and new, Yeah, but it was, you know, there, there was for sure moments where you're like, okay, this is not not going <laughs> in well, our favor and I at all.
0: We got a lot of pushback actually from men and women. Um, we got a lot of pushback because mm-hmm. we were younger and it happened for different reasons. I think with men, they kind of challenged whether or not we could handle it. And then with women, there was like, you know, a little bit of a resentment from this like young team coming in and being in the setting that they've been in for so long and changing things. But one thing I will say we've done from the beginning is we've been really, um, consistent with the quality of our team. So we, make sure that we have the best of the best talent on our team. Um, there's a common misconception that we're just a modeling staffing agency and we just like send random girls to random events. And that's so far from the truth. We're actually a very close knit team. A lot of us, um, a lot of the girls have been with us since day one. They have, uh, roles they have, we have a chain of command. There's like specific girls have specific roles. Some girls do X, Y, and Z. Others don't touch those things. And so what that does is it, gives us really strong results at a door where we do such a good job that yeah you could have questioned us and you could have nickled and dimed us but honestly we were just so good at what we did that at the end of the day our product was so good you couldn't deny that
2: I'm hearing an emphasis on talent and as leaders looking for talent I think, I would love to hear like, what are you, what are you looking for? What are the qualities you're looking for when you bring someone on the team? I imagine like I I was reading how er, in the early days when you're staffing your first Coachella parties, it's like reaching out to any friends, which, which, you know, you, you at least have a baseline level of trust with those people. But as you expand and get bigger, you have to interview with strangers or friends of friends who you might not know as well. So how do you go about expanding what is still a small, tightly knit team, um, but making sure it still has talented people and getting to getting to understand that they share your values?
1: Um, I believe, you know, for us, the way that I think, feel like we've always hired is there's a certain level of professionalism, yes, but we also very much care about what kind of person you are. So Mm -hmm. outside of a working environment, what kind of, you know, human being are you to others? And that's really important for us because at the end of the day there's a lot of people there's a lot of very beautiful girls in this city and so finding a beautiful girl to stand at a front door is not challenging but to find the beautiful girls who are also professional hard-working they say yes to what is asked of them they are good people with good morals and values and good hearts and just you know yeah. down to be a part of a company that especially in the beginning that was we were real as young girls. We were mm-hmm. all like, "Hey, we're the, we're a team, so we yeah. gotta we yeah. need to lean on each other." So I think it was just kind of finding like the right fit as a person all over, and not just can you check someone in at a front door.
2: Taking taking your main business of staffing li- like running the front door at live events, and and uh, nightlife, I like to look at these things kind of like the way we do it in movies and TV, which is there's pre-production, production, and post, basically. So. I would love to know... Uh, so now that you've onboarded this excellent team, what is the prep that's going into an event? We, you can focus on a specific one or just general prep. And then what does it look like at the actual event? And what kind of reflection is happening afterward?
0: Yeah, that is actually how we look <laughs> at it too, is during and post. So... Um, We offer a variety of services to clients. Um, In addition to obviously managing the front door, we also send out their invites. We don't typically curate their guest list, but we do the logistics of it. So let's say you got invited to the Golden Globes. You were getting invited by the HFPA. That's who's putting it on, putting the list together. That invite is actually coming from the Viper team. Um, So we do this for a lot of clients. We basically assimilate as them and then handle the logistics of the invites. On site, we manage the door. We manage um, seating tables. We're handing out gift bags. We're checking guests in. We're also troubleshooting. So we're keeping crashers out. We're really good at that part. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And all sorts of service, whether it's a door or nightclub, that includes, you know, we're doing walkthroughs. We're setting up the entrance, the exit, working with security, working with the team, um, making sure we're running a door to that client's likes, because some clients want a really lenient door because they want to encourage more people inside to come inside. Other clients want a really strict door because they want this like Hollywood elite vibe. Um, So we do whatever they ask. And then afterwards, we recap with clients based on the needs that we had set at the time of booking. So, if you wanted to know who came to your event and you wanted all their contact info, we'll send you that back, like their email, whatever. If it was more of a brand ambassador job where you wanted to know demographics of your fans, for example, um, we uh, collect that on site and then hand those back. If it was a networking event and you wanted sales leads, we will send you who came, their positions, their contact info, et cetera. So that really just depends on the client's needs, but we actually do offer, um, like a full service, full scope, plug and play guest experience.
2: One of the things you mentioned in that whole process is collaborating with security. And when I asked Maddie before this, what's one question you think would be good to ask uh, Kelsey and Celeste, she said, how do they keep their girls safe? Which I think is actually a very good question that I was wondering too, is you have these very high profile events that people want to go to and be seen at. And as you mentioned, there are crashers who also want to get into these who are not invited. And I can totally see friction at the front door when those two you know, collide. So how do, you, how do you deal with that and make sure your team is safe in the process?
0: mama bear to my left (laughs) um
1: I'm definitely very maternal um I have you know had people take photos of our girls without asking I have chased after them (laughs) and demanded that they delete them in front of me as I watch um I've gotten to some altercations with some gentlemen at front doors because I just don't like they don't need to you know get too close to my team. (laughs) Um, But I definitely think that from the jump, it's super important for us that we establish a really good rapport with the security that's out front. And we really create like that team dynamic that, hey, we're all out here together. We're going to work really well together that way. Because sometimes in the past, during events, I have found that if you don't create a good relationship with security. There can be a little bit of this. Uh, no offense, but men have a hard t- Some men have a hard time <laughs> taking um, instruction from women. <laughs> so and typically s- securities can have a hard time when they're like, hey, I need you to go stand over there and tell that person not to come this way. They're like, who are you? So I have always (laughs) found that if you establish that, you know, good relationship from the jump and you're like, hey, we're a team, we're all working together. This is how I need things to run. We have your back. You have ours. And it really does kind of manipulate them into just really one following your lead, but then also, hey, these are my girls back here. You don't mess with them. So that's been another. I'm very, very protective, but. It has worked really well. And I, you know, even with our lead girls when we're not on site because we're not on site as much anymore, um, that even with our lead girls, we always make sure establish that relationship with security from the get go, because then Mm -hmm. you guys all work really well together.
0: Yeah. And I think I would just add to that, too. Like for us, we've been in this industry for so long that we're we don't get caught up in the politics of it as much like i feel like when we're on site and there's like a new security team or there's anyone working an event or a nightclub that's new and you have celebrities and you have this elite crowd there's a lot of um they feel some sort of desire to go on a power trip do you know what i mean but (laughs) for us like we've done this for years so we have all the same clients we work with all the biggest brands all the biggest talent so there's no power trip for us i we don't there's no like game of um Clout or anything like when we're making not demands, but when we're asking things on site, it's for a purpose, it's not because right. we're, you know, yeah,
1: we don't need to feed our own ego, n- it's not at all. It's
0: very much like, hey, we're all here to make sure that the
1: client is happy at mm-hmm. the end of the day. And so for us, it's never, it doesn't ever come off as a place like that. But
0: sometimes. Because I think that's why people get in so many fights at doors. Because they're so, it's like ego driven in that scene. But we don't have that. So if somebody comes at us wrong, of course it can escalate. But we don't (laughs) approach situations like that. No, (laughs) because
1: at the end of the day, we all just, we all want to be called again by that client. We want to keep the client happy and make sure that the client keeps us on for the next you know
0: 10 years if that's how long they want us so that kind of energy definitely keeps us safer team for sure
2: yeah and you're mentioning how in those situations where they're celebrities and it's it's usually nighttime i can see a situation where people have had a full day and then this event is coming around they might be a little tired they might be a little anxious how do you mentally you know for if there are personal practices or spiritual practices whatever you do how do you make sure that when you're at that point where you've had a full day and now you have this world-class event coming up that you're on your A-game?
1: Um, yes, I think that a big thing for us is that we always show up as ourselves. And if you're having a little bit of a hard day, something that we've always encouraged to our girls is you know, express that to someone that you feel comfortable with that's on your team so that that way, okay, I know to support my girl next to me a little bit more because she might need a little bit of extra help maybe she you know like you said there's a lot of things that go on during the day and something that celeste has always said during pre-shifts that i've really loved is that she always tells our team don't absorb the client's energy and don't absorb the guest energy we are Mm. here that we're the team so we in this circle right here we keep our energy high and if you start to feel like you need it you know that you're absorbing someone else's energy that is not our own. You take a deep breath. When the time comes, you let someone know, hey, this person might be more aggressive. I'm not really get you know, having a clear understanding with them. Would you mind stepping in and handling from here? Because then it keeps our level of professionalism and what makes viper so great Mm -hmm. it it keeps our our level high so i've always loved that she's always told that to our our girls don't absorb the guest energy and don't absorb the clients because it's not our own
0: it's challenging too because it's such an i mean everything's an energy transfer Mm -hmm. in life but especially being at the door of events i mean you're getting hundreds if not thousands of people and then you're dealing with crazy clients and, you know, everyone is on 10 high energy, especially at the beginning. So it definitely is challenging, um, to maintain this level of upbeat, friendly, positive energy in a situation that is particularly stressful. But, uh, that would be, I would say that's what we do is we Mm -hmm. try to reassess and stay within the Viper energy. And we also try to make sure that we support our team, especially our team leads and do whatever we can to take off of their hands or take off their plate because we used to be the people who ran the doors and we know firsthand how much stress is on somebody who's in charge of that door
2: this is really resonant for a few points so i like the internal teamwork within viper i think that that's really cool that you can go to your teammate essentially and let them know you're having a tough day and you you can lean on each other for support when you need it and then collaborating with security as we talked about so you're establishing that relationship before where it's like, we're all on the same team. We're all wearing the same uniform. It's not like I just showed up and you don't know who I am. So you have this buy-in from the beginning and you have all these people all working toward a common goal. So it's not just you, whoever it is at the front door. It's the person next to you. It's the security person in the corner. You're all coming together for a common goal. Mm-hmm. That, is that, does mm-hmm. that sound right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. It, it makes me, it makes me uh, so... It's just so gratifying to hear how you guys have led this organization because there are so many ways it could have derailed. There are so many ways it could go wrong. And yet you found a way to, as you said, stay within your own energy, which I think is really valuable. It it reminds me of like some of the best athletes you watch. Like They are just playing their game. LeBron is not phased when his opponent makes a shot because he is confident in, in his abilities and in his game. And it's cool to see that you're both so confident in your ability and your game. And that transcends to the rest of your team.
0: Yeah. And we we're really big on like family energy and we try to do, um, bondings and like team outings outside of Viper or outside of events so that we can keep that close knit family energy. Um, Obviously with COVID, that took a pause because we didn't have any events and things going on for a year. And so now that's actually something that we're prioritizing coming out of COVID is getting the team reacquainted. We're doing mass hiring right now. So it's basically getting back to that point that we just said, being a team, being on the same, being in our own energy. Um, And we are really focused on that right now as we game plan for um, kind of our comeback. Definitely. And I think too, like
1: when you're, when you're like really focused in on yourself, like you were saying, like LeBron doesn't care about that, you know, who's making any, and, you know, scoring any points. He's focused on himself. We took a lot of accountability. And I think that's a big thing mm-hmm. when you're starting out is to take accountability for what you're doing wrong so you can get better. And we used to, we laugh now, but after every single event, we used to go, no matter how late it was, we would go sit at Mel's diner on sunset <laughs> and we would recap the whole event and we would go through and talk about, okay, where we could better, can, where we can improve e- over each time because we were so new and we were getting called for, you know, by really big names, Spotify, Elon Musk, um, And there were things that, you know, after every event that you're like, okay, we got to tighten that up. So the next time around, we got to make sure that the girls know that we can't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. We have to make sure we're always asking for IDs, things like that. So along with creating that good energy up front, you also have to take accountability for when you do mess up and when you do things wrong so you can improve the next time around.
2: That was so powerful, and I love that it was taking place at Mel's Diner on Sunset. That's great. <laughs> it um, was later it would it be r- three in the morning. <laughs> three in the morning. It was
0: three in the morning. It was freezing cold. We would be in heels in a dress. We would keep Uggs in our car. We would go no matter what time it was, so tired, order a hot tea, order egg whites. I don't know why that was Always what we were eating. Always egg whites. That's so weird. <laughs> in retro and avocado. No, in like, an English muffin or a oh, bagel. Yes. And we, every, like, and then That's sometimes. such a weird order we were, for <laughs> three. If we were
1: really crazy, maybe we'd get a milkshake, maybe. <laughs> oh,
0: we used to but, do this all the but time, but we used
1: to do it after every event and then um we did it every saturday night when we were at, at nightclub doors mm-hmm. so we would we were both at separate doors and we would meet at mel's <laughs> and we would sit for <laughs> go an hour over how
0: to make the door better and, crazy and we <laughs> <laughs>
1: would go over and so i think for us like that was also mm-hmm. a big thing like we we took a lot of accountability and it, i gotta tell you taking accountability is it was really really difficult when you're when you're like okay well next time around we're gonna be yeah. better but it's it really it better we didn't know it then but it yeah. was helping us now it has yeah. helped us a ton
2: <laughs> yeah the power of a review session is really fascinating like Beyonce after her concerts immediately goes and watches film of the show wow. she just put on like you guys, like right after she's done wow. with what she performed. I wonder performed, if we need to make, make our go, team do that. Go. Now, granted, this is like happening in the downstairs of Staples Center, not Mel's Diner, but okay. the practice is the same. Yes. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. The right. people around her might be very different from your crowd at Mel's Diner at 3 a.m., but nonetheless, the same action is being done, which I really like. But to your point about accountability, how do you know when something you're doing is working, failing, or if it needs more time?
0: This is such an interesting question that Kelsey and I have debated a lot because we are, there's two of us, obviously, and we're very similar in um, the decisions that we make for Viper. We agree a lot. And there was one time where we started asking ourselves, do we agree too much? Like, do we (laughs) not have, do we need a voice, like a third voice, a voice of reason? Like, are we just agreeing with each other? Um, And we had to be really objective with ourselves to say, okay, wait, are we, is, are we right? Or are we just agreeing, <laughs> you know? And, <laughs> um, and so that when there's only two people, it's beneficial to have two, cause you can bounce ideas off each other, but there's not, you know, an odd person to make a final decision. So I think we rely on feedback from our leads that manage our team. We are not the type of bosses or leaders that want all control. We actually would prefer everyone else to take as much ownership as possible. Um, And when they come to us and they give us a better solution or a better, you know, anything, we uh, like immediately implement it if it makes sense. Obviously, if it's crazy, we ignore it. But um, if it makes sense, we're like, let's try it. Even if it doesn't work, let's just try it because we never wanted to be the people who just stuck to what we knew. We wanted to be able to evolve and stay like relevant with um, an industry that changes all the time Mm -hmm. like nightlife is so it changes so rapidly so i think just like trying to stay objective with each other making sure we're not just agreeing and then consistent feedback from the team
1: yeah i would agree i think you know and just kind of follow along with that uh we have heard a a phrase it's like the best idea in the room wins Mm -hmm. and we really try to make sure that we live by that even on site when in the moment like even in the in the moment, if we're like, okay, this sounds like the best idea, m- it might not work out later. It may not work out, you know. Right mm-hmm. th- th- later, there might be there might be a little pushback that we get, but it, always the best idea at the moment wins, and yes. it's never, even if it comes from a security guard, one of always. our like brand yeah. new girls. It's always like, okay, that might work. Let's give it a shot in th- in this moment and Definitely see how that works. Definitely
0: best idea over ego mm-hmm. all day like that. And and even if one of us is has an idea. And then the other person says a better one, like we will immediately be like, okay, let's do that. Because we don't, we don't yeah. even give time because we're very aware that we're committed to being the best as a unit. So we're, we have to put our pride aside, but we're pretty good at that. I would say.
1: Yeah. I might ha- be, have to work on it a little bit more, but, <laughs> but <laughs> she's good at it, <laughs> but I do, I do try my best. <laughs>
2: Amen. Amen. So on that happy note, we'll go to rapid fire questions. Firstly, who would you like to play you in a movie about your life?
0: I think I'm gonna say Alexa Demi. I just love her as an actress. I think she's so cute. Hmm,
1: I I'm gonna say I don't even know why I think this, but this is the first one that came to my mind is um, Emma Watson. Okay, love. <laughs> it.
2: Oh, I see that. Wow. I yeah. could see that. Okay. Love it. I could see that. <laughs> All right. And then if you could wake up tomorrow having gained one skill or ability, what would it be?
1: I mean, I would just want to be like a whole superhero,
0: <laughs> but that, I could only pick <laughs> one. So I think mine would be flying. If I could fly. Right,
2: fair, that's fair.
0: Okay, I think I don't know if this is if this is one skill, but like to be able to speak any language.
2: And then uh, lastly, what's a song you both like to jam to? We have a Spotify playlist of our guest song recommendations, so we <laughs> add We one. could not We're have jam. more opposite
0: <laughs> taste in music. <laughs> so we'll go separately. <laughs> um,
1: go <ahead>. <laughs> mine <laughs> would. I mean, really, anything from the the new Fearless Taylor Swift version album, specifically "Mr. Perfectly Fine," and then, <laughs> and then Celeste is definitely not the same. <laughs> We just
0: have such different tastes in music. Um, right now, I think my two like top picks in my car are Draco and Jack Harlow, so anything by them. Not bottom, got him. I love "bottom, got too, but now I don't know. (laughs) Those are like those are my top (laughs) picks right now. I have "Friday" by Draco on a lot. Plus 10 with Jack Harlow those two maybe okay. very different than Taylor Swift I don't even know who
2: those people are S- Spottum Gottum is a real person That's a real <laughs>
0: thank <arm>. you
1: thank you <laughs> you guys it's a cool name <laughs> I just
2: never heard Spottum Gottum it's great
0: Shapushka? oh Push
1: Isty Push Isty <laughs> is also someone
0: Push
2: Isty
1: Push Isty uh, like random got name
2: got yeah. generators like Wu-Tang name generators these are my <laughs> top
0: picks <laughs> <laughs> Spottum Gottum should win the Grammy uh-huh. for beatbox <laughs>
2: oh oh <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing and anyway. lastly where can people check out your work and follow you on social media
0: well our viper instagram is at viper by K-C-H. our podcast instagram is smart is sexy by kch and then my personal is at celeste Dervey. and mine is at kelsey.kitchener
2: and if anyone's curious about this podcast you can check us out on instagram at hdydpod Kelsey and Celeste, thank you both so much. This was a lot of fun.
0: Thank you for having us.
1: Thank you so much for having us. This was great.
2: I hope you found value in today's conversation. If you still haven't left your review for How Do You Do Podcast, I'm going to walk you through the process right now, and it only takes 10 seconds. First, look at your phone screen and click where it says, How Do You Do Podcast, which is in purple. And if you're not seeing this, then you're probably listening to this on a different app. So I want you to click on where it says, Listen on Apple Podcasts, and then you'll see the purple link. Click that. Then you'll just scroll past all the previous episodes to where it says ratings and reviews, and all you need to do is tap the star on the far right, and you've left a five-star rating. I thank you in advance for taking the 10 seconds to do that, and I really, truly appreciate you listening to this episode. Thanks for sharing it with your friends and followers, and I'll see you back here next week.